We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for March 21st, 2011. And continuing with this line of thought, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Harp now in uh, Japan. There's an image that was sent to me that was created to visualize the correlation that existed between the Harp activity and the Japan earthquake. Uh, and what you're seeing on this particular chart is um, Harp activity was very, very high during the nine uh, during the uh, Japan earthquake on uh, March 11, 2011, and it shows you the Harp activity um, and um, with a black line and then some other activity as well. So they're, they're trying to correlate the two. And it does appear as, as HARP had a lot to do with it, uh, if not everything to do with it. Uh, they go on to say we should keep an eye on Green, Greenbrier, Arkansas. Um, remember the New Year's Eve bird kill. There's been a whole lot of shaking going on at that vulnerable location for over a month now. I'm also informed that Yellowstone, if relieved of the pressure stored below it, would possess a magnitude on the order of having a world-changing impact. That's another thing that a lot of these documentary shows I've reported on, the caldera below Yellowstone. If that were never below, I mean, oh my word, that would be like beyond cataclysmic. Now, this man, this gentleman that we were just hearing, as you noticed, heavily advocated the Ozark Mountain Range, I guess on the Arkansas, Missouri area there. And I'm not saying that's not a good spot. Uh, it's just that if this were to happen in the New Madrid Fault Zone, population centers, the population that would exist, would be then forced into smaller and smaller areas. And I would imagine that, you know, if there was a large population that survived in that particular area, well, that would also then become a potential uh, target for the, the uh, martial law and the New World Order and this type of thing. Now, again, you do whatever the Lord Jesus Christ is telling you to do or convicting you to do. And, and you know, through prayer and fasting and, and, and you know, these types of things. I'm not saying that's not a good spot. Uh, it's just that I know the population centers in Alaska are, are going to be much less than anything you would face in this the Ozark Mountain Range, most likely. Overall. over. I mean, granted, if you live right in Anchorage. But again, you know, it, it's not cookie cutter. It's, it's not like God's going to tell everybody or convict everyone of the same exact thing. Um... Let's go further here. So, the last sentence here says, I'm also informed that Yellowstone, if relieved of pressure store below it, would possess a magnitude on the order of having a world-changing impact. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about that. Uh, this is recent earthquakes in the Intermountain West, Yellowstone National Park special map. This is um, a whole map that lists the earthquakes that are occurring on a daily basis in the Yellowstone region. Maps are updated within five minutes of an earthquake or once an hour. Uh, brown lines represent known hazardous fault zones, white lines are roads. So again, I'm not going to say a whole lot more about that than that, but I also give you a little bit of information on that particular subject. I've also heard this week that there may be a really, there's some people that are predicting that very soon in California there might be a gigantic cataclysmic quake. And that region's been locked and loaded for years and years and years. I remember when I did my tour back in 05, 
you know, with the Prophecy Club on the Avion Flu, I talked about that um, in that particular presentation and the, uh, you know, the fault lines that exist over there and how they've been essentially, according to their geologists, locked and loaded for years and ready to go. And so, you know, that's a whole other can of worms that that could go down as well. Um going to give you also, I just got this today, it was totally unrelated, but it was earthquake, um, it wasn't related to this material that we're covering, although it is related, it was from an unrelated source, earthquake 3D software, it's free, be informed of all world earthquake activities, it's free software, it provides a fascinating look at recent seismic activity around the globe, I give you the links to it. And then there's also another one, Worldwide Earthquakes that are greater than 4.0. There's a link to that. So if you want to, if you feel convicted about that, you can keep an eye on things a little closer. Uh, next article, Scientist Lorraine Morat, uh, Japan Earthquake and Nuclear Accident or Tectonic Warfare. Now, this is a very long video. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to the start of it. But she is an expert, independent scientist Lorraine Moret. Uh, whose 2004 landmark article in the Japan Times unmasked lies and distortions by the government and company officials that led to the construction of nuclear power plants in seismically dangerous areas. Now, this is a lady that's been reporting on this for years and years and years, and now all of a sudden she's totally vindicated. And I've seen some interviews and clips of her, and she's went around and lectured to the Japanese people for year, war, years, warning them about their nuclear plants. This Tokyo Electric, I believe, is the one that owns I mean, they're notoriously corrupt and notoriously shoddy in the way they've handled these. I mean, why would you store spent fuel rods on top of the nuclear reactors? Well, I guess if you wanted, if the nuclear reactor ever blowed, then you'd have all these spent fuel rods exploding into the air everywhere, which is what's happened. Why would you, I mean, that is the most asinine thing I think I've ever heard. But this is what they've done. One of the many safety violations that, that they've done, um, evidently, to cut corners. Um, it's usually always about the money. But she's been going around lecturing on this particular subject in Japan for years and years and years. Uh, she has declared an exclusive 65-minute interview with Alfred Webry that the Japan earthquake and the, quote, accidents at Fukushima's six nuclear power plant units starting March 11, 2011, are in fact deliberate acts of tectonic nuclear warfare carried out against the population's Ecology of Japan and the nations of the Northern Hemisphere, including USA, Canada, and Mexico. Remember what I've said, I mean, not me saying it, but like the Georgia Guidestones and many of the elitists in the New World Order, what's their goal? Well, depending on who you talk to, reduce world population by anywhere from 40% all the way up to 95%, depending on who you get a quote from on a given day. Well, these are billions of people they're talking about eliminating, and this is just one more thing that, you know, could be done to facilitate and move, you know, uh, destroy massive amounts of people. i uh, give you the link to the video. You can go watch it. And uh, along that line, along this line of this being deliberate, okay, let's segue into something else here. 
which is very interesting. The Earthquake Illuminati card. Okay, have you seen this yet? Now, I, I got into this in my uh, 2005 uh, Avion Flu presentation, and I give you a link to the... Um, it's not the, the link of me... It, you'll hear me speaking, but it's actually... You're just going to see PowerPoints come up. And I show you a picture of the card of... Um, uh, I believe the trade towers being um, uh, planes going into the trade uh, World Trade Center, and how that—I mean, this is a card game that was released in 1995, and it accurately predicted the events of 9/11 and the Pentagon bombing. Okay, these cards over and over and over again have become accurate. I mean, pinpoint accurate, scary accurate. This card is unbelievable. Um, this is, um, I'm reading, I'm, I posted this, it's, I mean, I give you a picture of the card, and it says, another awesome coincidence in the Illuminati card game. Please please watch carefully the infamous, infamous Earthquake card and compare. Now, I'm, I'm giving you a picture of this card, and what it shows is people running, it's the Combined Disasters card. Okay? Now, what just happened in Japan? Well, we have the tsunami, no, we have the earthquake, coupled with the tsunami, coupled with the nuclear accident. Does that sound kind of like a combined disaster? Yep, sure does. Okay, so this is the combined disaster card. Now, in this card, it looks like the people running in this card are primarily of an oriental persuasion. Japanese, if you will, I don't know. Okay, but they look like they're of that ethnicity, okay? So, you're looking at this card, they're running, the card says you may combine two disasters on the same place. Now, remember, this is a game, okay, it's a sick game, but it's a game. Uh, you may combine two disasters on the same place as long as both are eligible to use on it. Play both of the disaster cards as well. Pick one disaster to be the main one and follow all the instructions on the card. Um, so, it's a combined disaster card, which is exactly what just took place in Japan. Now, what do we see? Uh, what are the other things we see in this card? We see these people running toward, away from this disaster, and the primary thing they're running away from are buildings falling and this clock tower falling. Now, this clock tower is almost an identical replica of the Waco clock tower in Tokyo, Japan. And there's a link to Wikipedia. I also give you a real picture of this. The Waco Clock Tower in Ginza, in Tokyo. It, this thing looks absolutely identical to the clock tower falling on this combined disasters card toward these people of Oriental descent. In the combined disasters. And it's funny because the time on the clock tower in the actual real picture looks to be 248, 240. Oh, actually, no. That's about 2.54. Okay. Very, very close to the actual time on the actual... You can see the time on this combined disaster card. Okay, You can see there's a time on the actual clock face that's falling in the combined disaster card. And again, this is going to be on the PDF. It's going to be on about page 10 of the PDF I'll be putting out for 3... 2111 up on contendingfortruth.com. I always try to provide you with the documentation of these things. 
So, he goes on to say, the man putting this information out, I think the combined disasters card is referring to what's happening in Japan right now. Absolutely. Pretty hard to deny. And then he circles the combined disaster and he circles the clock tower. He goes on to say, and, and he does an absolute, I mean, this is, it's the same thing. I mean, it's not Big Ben. It is a very specific spire on top of this clock tower. So, same shape, only a strange and terrible, is this only a strange, terrible, and impressive coincidence? I don't think so. Now, I also give you my, a link to my presentation on Do the Globalists Telegraph Their Punches? From the Avion Flu presentation I mentioned. Because they typically do, because typically they're involved in the Kabbalah. And if you're a Kabbalist, which is the highest form of Jewish witchcraft mysticism, Typically, and now I'm not blaming the Jews for everything, okay? I know there's Zionists that, that are very, very high levels of the Illuminati, and yes, they do occupy some of the highest levels, like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and these types of people. But I'm not going to blame the whole Jewish race for you know everything the Illuminati does, or those that are of the synagogue of Satan, who call themselves Jews, as Jesus talked about, or as, but they are of the synagogue of Satan. Okay, So, anyway... Uh, I get into how the the Kabbalists um, telegraph their punches prior to cataclysmic events. And one of the greatest ways they've done this is through this Illuminati card game. Now, there's a lot of other ways, and if you see this, you will see several ways they they telegraph 9-11. If you you click on this link here, um, I'll show you several ways. It's not my opinion. It's hard, factual, governmental documents that were released way prior to 9-11 ever happening. Yes, they are that wicked. Yes, they are that conniving and maniacal. Yes. I, I have heard that the reason they like to do that is because then we have been forewarned. And evidently in the Kabbalah, that's important to them. And also, they love to see their victims powerless to prevent the thing they've already been warned of. It's like this, you know... Uh, power trip for them. Okay. So then I had a, a comment on the uh, contendingfortruth.com website from Barry, insightful, and he says, we all know about the Illuminati card game. Look at the card combined disaster. Now you can look at it in the PDF. It's right above this comment. It's a picture of the Waco clock tower in Japan. Now look at the time on the clock. It says 2.48 p.m. Now this is on the actual Illuminati card game card. What time did the earthquake hit Japan? At 2.46, but it lasted for a few minutes. So at 2.48, Japan was still shaking from the earthquake. Wow. Do you think that they could be that precise in their... Yes, I do. I've seen it happen too many times with their telegraphing. How flagrant can you get? They can get really flagrant. The next article, which could end up relating to this subject, and again, I don't have any you know, first-hand account proof. But the other thing that we've seen uh, primarily through um, Steve Quayle and some of his sources is um, these Chinese troops 60 more miles south of Laredo. Uh, There's a video I give you here of a man that says he zoomed in on Google Earth. I, you know, I give you that. I also give you a link to um, a man uh, kind of reading the first report that he put out. Let's go ahead and just listen to that right now. It's not very long, but it kind of give you an overview of what's going on here. 
Hello, Michael Jonah here. It's March 15th, and I wanted to bring you a Steve Quayle um, alert. Uh, this is something that was on his website. Eyewitness trucker delivers food to Chinese troops south of Laredo, Texas, in Mexico. Steve Quayle is looking for additional confirmations. Steve Quayle wrote on March 14th that a very worried trucker spent time in relating to Steve his account of delivering a tractor trailer load of food to a Chinese military camp 60 miles south of Laredo, Texas. When I questioned him, this is what he stated. The camp is two miles wide by three miles long. There are 10,000 armored vehicles. It blew my mind. I asked him how he calculated the number of armored vehicles, and he said he had time to physically count the rows of armored vehicles as the Chinese soldiers unloaded his trailer. He further stated that each armored vehicle could hold between 8 to 10 men. He went on to relate that he was escorted into Mexico from Texas by Mexican federal police so that the truck wouldn't be hijacked by bandits. He stated the living quarters were shipping containers modified to accommodate the soldiers and were positioned neatly in rows. Water tanks, generators, communications complex, a full military base was operational and in place. Um, he wrote that it should be obvious that this contingency of Mexican prepositioned Chinese troops and the Chinese troops prepositioned in Canada are ready to roll north and south when given the command to do so. Under the UN Security Council mandates, it doesn't take much to analyze their purpose. Now I'm going to take you to Google Earth, okay? Um, This is um, Laredo, which is south of San Antonio. Okay, I'm going to shrink this down a little bit so you can see there's San Antonio. Okay, and then what we have here is the red dot is the border, or the green one now. This other red dot, or it's green right now, or I have the pointer, is 60 miles over the border. So your camp was somewhere in this locale. Um, now, Steve Quayle is looking for additional information. If anyone has any additional information, um, they can contact Steve Quayle. Um, go to his website, stevequayle.com. He has his email and phone numbers listed, okay? You can, you can contact Steve uh, that way. Um, but he is looking for more info. Take care, and... Okay, so that was the little video there. Uh, <clears throat> I give you a link to his email address and actually even a number that you can call to try to get a hold of Steve Quayle. If you have any confirming information, uh, this is a follow-up from this truck driver himself regarding this particular scenario. Uh, Steve Quayle notes, the reason we post this information is to, is to give a heads up. Others who provide their conjectures in Google Earth searches must keep in mind that Google Earth will block certain areas at the request of our government. We asked some very real people to go and take a look and risk their lives. They reported back that the suspected bases were crawling with federal police and multiple security levels with lots of patrol vehicles. Obviously, pilots or others are in a better position and vantage point to look. Keep in mind this is 
the most dangerous border in the world. And you are again going to have to pray and seek God for his verification. It appears an invasion will take place. Men and assets are strategically being placed and waiting on the go signal. Now, okay, this new Madrid fault thing, this thing that potentially could happen in the Gulf, uh, I've heard that the... um, these troops could potentially come in as UN peacekeeping troops. Uh, if we had a cataclysmic event happen like what we've just described, well, you would have prepositioned Chinese troops both on the Canadian and the Mexican in the Mexican uh, below the Mex- uh, te- Texas border, Mexico border that would be there ready to roll in armored vehicles as UN peacekeeping troops. And so, again, it's just something to think about. This man, now this is the man that that I believe drove, saw this firsthand, that actually went into the camp, okay? This is another update from him. He says, I drive trucks approximately 60 miles south of Laredo, Texas. There is a facility that has Chinese armored vehicles in many containers. I delivered some kind of groceries to them, the Mexican escort vehicles, who I phone as per the bill of lading. Bill of lading, like, is the instructions on getting it there and this type of thing, this cargo. He met me at customs and led me there. Mexican escort vehicles. One of the officials was in my passenger seat as we proceeded to the delivery point off Highway 85. He asked me to unplug my Garmin, his GPS, and unplug my CB coax so he had no way to communicate and also take the battery out of his cell phone. Escorts in the front and rear were black Ford pickups with some kind of emblem on the door and lights on the roll bars. Several roadblocks and several miles later we came to what looked like a port facility where containers and vehicles were stored. My escort pointed me to the dock that I backed up to. I unlocked my trailer door for them. They broke the seal. I kept the paperwork. Uh, normal gate guard personnel, um, M4s or lookalikes, uh, three warehouse people on fork trucks. There was a fence around approximately this two-by-three-mile complex, a pretty big place, with fence sensors Armored vehicles were lined up in blocks of a deep 10 wide and some 20 wide. All types of armored vehicles, type 89, 90s, APCs, and IFEs. I mean, this guy obviously knows way more about these types of vehicles than we do because he's speaking uh, about model numbers that I know nothing about. And then all the variants of whatever they call them. Wheeled ZBF-05s in, in variants. It looked like a storage point with all the dust on them. 30 minutes I was unloaded and escorted out and back to the U.S. border. I plugged in my Garmin back in then and I hooked up my coax to the CB CB at the pilot truck stop up the road. Now you may think this security is odd, but it is standard. At certain Navy sites I have been to, I needed to leave all pocket items, lighters, and IDs at the gate. The escort rides with me to the warehouse at the Rocky Mountain Arsenal Depot. I could not even look in my mirrors while we unloaded. Not many troops were seen. Not many troops were seen. In other words, this was a supply depot. So, he says, I guess he's a former Army Ranger. Anyway, I give you the link to that. Now, um, I believe this might be the last article here. Yeah. And this is from Cutting Edge. And it's in ref- and I, I was surprised. I didn't think I'd see anything from them about this. 
but it's entitled, Our Chinese Troops Prepositioned Along the U.S.-Mexican Border. This is kind of an edited, a little bit of an ed- edited version because it was a pretty long article. I just want to give you the high points. Um, so, he gets into this whole thing about eyewitness trucker delivers food to Chinese troops south of Laredo, Texas. Okay, the Steve Quayle. So, if you want to see the original report that the guy was reading from, there's a link here. Uh, I believe it's David Bay. He goes on to say, while Quayle is careful to say that he needs independent confirmation of this trucker's story, the time will come eventually when Chinese troops will be stationed in Mexico. See, this is a really good confirmation to Steve Quayle's report because whether it's whether it's totally not true, eventually this is going to happen, in other words. And, we're, and he's going to prove you why. Uh... The Chinese troops will eventually be stationed in Mexico all the way down to Panama Canal. How do I know this is true? The Illuminati planned this scenario in the year 1952. During a Bilderberg meeting that year, participants redrew the map of the world, changing it from sovereign nations to military patrol zones. See the map below. And I I give you a copy of this map. You can look at, and uh, you can't see it, but it says, as you can see, this plan gives China the China-Mongolian... China, Mongolian, control over the portion of North American continent from Los Angeles to the Panama Canal. We have noted on several occasions that President Clinton have tried to give the Chinese use of the Long Beach Naval Facility in the Los Angeles area. This act establishes the Chinese at the northern end of their territory, according to the 1952 map. Now we learn that the Chinese are active at the extreme southern end of this territory, the Panama Canal as well. The shocking development demonstrates beyond a shadow of doubt that this Illuminati map is real and that it is being followed closely. But not to say it couldn't have been revised since 1952. You know, I mean, they tend to do that. But again, this is another take on things. This is another look, look, outlook on this subject, kind of a broad look. We've gotten a lot of different takes today. A lot of different confirmations. Nobody, notice nobody's saying the exact same thing. Okay, nobody's saying like the exact same thing as this guy saying as this guy saying. But what I'm trying to do again is kind of give you a broad overview, hopefully point you in the right direction here. And the truth and what ends up ultimately happening is probably going to be some combination of what we've went over today. Most likely. Uh, it is a frightening to realize that Chinese communists have become so enmeshed in the Panamanian commerce and politics. When President Carter began the, quote, negotiations to surrender American control over the Panama Canal, we heard that we were doing this in large measure because the Panamanians wanted their own sovereignty. Now we learn this was not the case at all. We have given up our control over this most vital waterway simply and only because our leaders, both the President and the Congress, were secretly following this Illuminati plan to divide up the world into police zones. If any of you are still believing the American leaders have the best interests of this nation at heart, you really need to change your mind. The evidence piles up greatly almost every day that our leaders have been, and still are, deliberately engaging in actions that will destroy this government of the people, replacing it with a dictatorship that will be straight out of the pit of hell. If you want to know just what kind of dictatorship this is all about to be imposed on us, just read Revelation uh, 6 through 19. As I stated above, the people of Panama did not get the canal back because they wanted to rule themselves. They got it back temporarily so they could hand it over to the Chinese communists once the New World Order dictatorship was established. 
the quote of the day belongs to Mac Dominic, one of the key leaders of the Cutting Edge Ministries, as we were reviewing this 1952 map. Realizing that China had been given control from Los Angeles to the Panama Canal, Mac exclaimed, quote, David, all things are dovetailing right now. They are all fitting into place. My response was, Mac, since we are right about this plan, we should expect that all things should dovetail together right now. The very fact that they are dovetailing together in so many places, ways and places in the world demonstrates and proves we are right about the global Illuminati plan. Let us review some of the more frightening aspects of the communist Chinese control of the Panama Canal. Number one, U.S. warships could be denied passage through the canal if they were attempting to quickly move units from the Atlantic to the Pacific or vice versa. Our inability to use the Panama Canal could conceivably cause the destruction of parts of our fleet that need reinforcements. Even at today's higher speed naval travels, it takes additional days to go around the the, uh, southern tip of South America. Two, China could station strike aircraft at Panama... Uh, this possibly means that America would have scant warnings of the impending strike of Panama. But again, that's maybe all theoretically true, but it sure sounds to me like our government, if we've got Chinese troops prepositioned, you know, at, you know, 60 miles south of Laredo, who knows where else, who knows where else in Canada, and they're ready to come in, sure sounds like we're working in unison with the Chinese. This is written like, kind of like, well, yes, they would do this independently without our knowledge. I, you know, at this point, things are so wicked, and we, the Chinese own so much of America uh, with all the debt they've bought and, and, and just so much of the infrastructure. And not only that, all of the goods that we receive from China, they own so much of this country that, you know, they're just going to come in and, in their eyes, probably take what's rightfully theirs. And, I, again, I think it's going to be focused in on the lower 48 states. You know, not so much Alaska, where you just don't have the same dynamic going on there as you do in um, the lower 48 states. So, again, uh, number three, China could station theater ballistic missiles with nuclear warheads at Panama. This would give us a handful of minutes of warning. Again, I just think we're working with the Chinese right now. I think they own us lock, stock, and barrel pretty much from, from so much of the reports I've seen over the last, you know. And you, you can't tell me our government doesn't know that they've got these troops prepositioned. So I kind I, I looked at this and I said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this, but, you know, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, too, because I think we're, we're way in unison with them at this point. China could station units off its naval fleet in Panama. This would provide the U.S. Navy a new source of potential conflict, which it must defend. China could deny American, European, and even Japanese commercial ships access to the canal. Uh, The dictatorship imposed by the U.N. and its dictator, the Antichrist, will be very severe. Are you spiritually ready? And this is how they end all their articles, which is good. And, And this has a lot to do with what I do. Are you spiritually ready? Is your family? Are you adequately protecting your loved ones? This is the reason for this ministry, to enable you to first understand the peril facing you and then help you develop strategies to warn and protect your loved ones. Once you have been thoroughly trained, you can also use your knowledge as a means to open the door of discussion with an unsaved person. I have been able to use it many times and have seen people come to Jesus Christ as a result, which is really the most important thing if you think about it. These perilous times are also a time when we can reach many souls for Jesus Christ, making an eternal difference. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior but I've come to realize his reality in the approaching uh, end of the age. I want to 
I want you to accept this free gift of eternal salvation. You can do so now. If you'd like to do become a born again, they have a salvation page. I also give my link because it's very, very in-depth regarding salvation. I give you my link. It's called True Salvation and the True Gospel Good News. And the link to this article. So, now, uh, these subjects I may be reporting on a lot. And these are the types of subjects that tend to push other things I've been working on out of the way. Because this, obviously, is a really gigantic, overriding issue. And it may get to a point where, at the end, I mean, up until the time when I just can't do this anymore, because, you know, the, the, the night cometh when no man can work, as the Bible says, it may come a time, and it may start happening more, where the severity of the breaking news is going to force me to cover these types of things on a weekly basis, and I won't even be able to cover a lot of the other issues that might be going on in the church. Or these types of... I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying it may happen. Uh, because this is stuff that we should at least be aware of. you know, And, and also to pray against this wickedness. You know, if we don't know about it, this is why the Bible says my, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, you can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. And if you're not, not even aware of it, and, and I'm sure a lot of people weren't aware of this New Madrid fault zone and, and, and possibly Chinese troops being prepositioned and this whole thing about these these maps where they, they're redrawing the borders uh, with this massive water infiltration. I mean, I threw a lot at you today. A, a ton Hopefully we've tied it together. Hopefully we established a foundation at the very beginning with those Bible verses we read. We're not going to walk around in fear. I'm not walking around in fear. You know, worst case scenario, you know, if I die or they kill me, they're going to send me to heaven. You know? So, I mean, that'll be a relief when that finally does happen. If, if If the Lord so chooses that to happen, you know, with me. But, I mean... Hopefully, uh, this ministry can be a blessing to you, and we can equip you and um, move you in the right direction. I'm, I'm not a substitute for the Holy Spirit. I'm not a substitute for a pastor, you know, or the Bible or anything like that. I just want to try to move you in the right direction. And uh, I'll go ahead. That's all we have for today. And I'll go ahead and close us out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, all you've given us, Lord, that you've allowed us to come together again, Lord, to Go over uh, these these end time current events, Lord, and, and hopefully tie them together. Uh, I do pray that this information um, would be used for the benefit of my listeners and their loved ones, Lord. Uh, that if this is true, Lord, that you would give us cross confirmation from even even other sources. Even though we've received a lot of confirmation today, Lord, I pray for more. I also pray, Lord God, for discernment for the body of Christ, for my listeners, and that we would be obedient to whatever you would tell us to do. For obedience is better than sacrifice, as your word says. I pray that we would be obedient and that nothing in the name of Jesus Christ would hinder this prayer, would hinder your um, discernment coming to my listeners, to the body of Christ. Uh, I do pray for wisdom. 
and in understanding and knowledge of these things, and, and that the angel of the Lord would encamp around about us, Lord. And you, your Bible says the angel of the Lord encamp around, encampeth around about them that fear him, that fear God, and delivereth them. I do pray, God, for your deliverance. I pray for your provision, Lord, uh, that you would use us mightily in the days and times to come for your glory. That you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us. That you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for his goodness and his mercy. I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the food that we eat, the shelter that we have, the clothes that we have, the, the vehicles that, that, that we, we have, everything that you have given us. I pray that no matter what, we would always have this attitude of gratitude and that we would never, ever stop being thankful. Thankful to you, Lord God, for saving our souls, for bringing us out of the pit of hell, Lord, and, and for all of your goodness and your benefits. We praise you. We thank you. We worship you. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen.